1: This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings.
0: This week, I have a joke about a mongoose and a meaty middle about how to write dates. On the Grammar Girl Facebook page, a reader named Anyurag Chatrath said that my recent tip about the plural of hippopotamus made him think of a joke about a mongoose. I thought I had heard every language joke out there, but I had never heard this one, so I'm sharing it with you today. Since then, I found many versions on the internet, but this is how Anyurag told it the keeper of a zoo, wants to order two of these creatures from the keeper of another zoo. So he begins to write, Kindly send us two geese, since the plural of goose is geese. But instinctively, he realizes something is wrong, and he decides to amend it. He tears it up and writes again, Kindly send us two mongooses, since the plural is formed normally by adding an S. Again, though, he's doubtful, so he rewrites it again, kindly send us to mongoose, presuming that mongoose follows the example of sheep and deer, which remain unchanged in the plural. Still, he is dissatisfied and tries mongi, mongoosin, mongoosee, and mongais after the examples of fungus, ox, bandit, and mouse, changing in the plural to fungi, oxen, banditti, and mice, respectively. But none of them look okay to him. He finally writes, Kindly send us one mongoose, and while you're at it, send us another one. <laughs> and as you can tell, that still makes me laugh. Rewriting is a good solution sometimes. And in case you're wondering, mongooses is the best choice, according to dictionary.com and a Google Ngram search. <laughs> and now, on to dates. Can you believe it's already 2016? Another year Gone. Since New Year's gets people thinking about the date, I'll answer a few date-related questions. Here's a question from a long time ago from a listener named Michael to get us started. It'll seem as if he's getting a little off track, but it'll all make sense in a minute.
1: Grammar Girl, I have some concerns regarding the correct grammar for wedding invitations and wedding announcements. My fiancé and I have two main questions, the first regarding a year, a year such as 2007, often written as 2007. We both believe this to be grammatically incorrect, yet prevalent among examples that we've seen in print. Our second question is regarding the use of British English in the States. We live stateside, and yet we see in these examples many words written in the British spelling versus an American spelling, and we don't know what to do. Thank you for your help.
0: The reason Michael's question about British English in wedding invitations is relevant to how we pronounce dates is that, as a general rule, the year is pronounced 2016 in Britain and 2016 in America. That's the general rule, although it's quite common to hear people use the and in America, although from the number of email messages I get complaining about it, I'd say a lot of Americans have been taught that it's wrong. So back to Michael's question— I believe the reason you see the year, written as 2008 in wedding invitations, is the same reason you see other British spellings on invitations. Americans tend to think British English sounds more formal, and they want their invitations to sound special. Some people may consider it an affectation, but it's hard to fault people for doing something unusual when they're already walking around carrying flowers and dressing up in a suit or gown that's nothing like they'd wear in real life. There isn't much about weddings that is normal. So back to dates. There are two kinds of numbers you can use to talk about a specific day—an ordinal number and a cardinal number— Cardinal numbers represent amounts like 1, 2, and 3. Ordinal numbers represent a place in a series like 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I think of cardinal numbers as the numbers you see on playing cards. When you're writing out a date like January 1, 2016, in the American style, the day is written as a cardinal number. So you should never write January 1st. 2016. The weird thing, though, is when you're speaking, even though it's written as January 1, you say January 1st. So when you're reading a date that's written January 1, 2016, you say January 1, 2016. And that's probably why a lot of people get confused about how to write it. The instance in which it is okay to use an ordinal number is when you're writing the first of January, because you're placing the day in a series. Of all the days in January, this day is the first. For example, your invitations could say, Please join us for a party on the first of January. In that case, it's correct to use the ordinal number, first. Next, there are some rules about commas and dates. When you're writing out a full date in the American style, you put a comma between the day and the year. So, New Year's Day was January 1, 2016, with a comma before 2016. Different style guides make different recommendations about whether to put a comma after the year, though. Some say to put a comma after the year in a sentence like, January 1, 2016 was an exciting day and others say to leave the comma out after the year. So check your style guide. And what about starting a sentence with a number? Although the general rule is that you shouldn't start a sentence with an Arabic number, that you should write out the words instead. Some, but not all sources, make exceptions for years. Therefore, some people may object, but you wouldn't be completely out of line to write a sentence like, 2016 will be the year I keep my resolutions with 2016 written as a number instead of written out with words. Still, if you want to be super safe, it's better to rewrite the sentence so the year just isn't at the beginning. If you want to abbreviate the year, you can use an apostrophe to replace the initial 2 and 0, for example, writing, What are your plans for apostrophe 16? If you want to refer to a whole decade, for example, if you want to reminisce about the 80s, you write 80s with an apostrophe replacing the 1-9 and with an S at the end. I loved the 80s. And you don't need an apostrophe before that final S. It's apostrophe 80s. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook as Grammar Girl, and you can find hundreds of Grammar Girl articles on my website at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening.